Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the show where we take your ideas, mash them together in a big brown paper bag, and huff them until we see all kinds of wonderful, wild things. My name is Ryan, and man, I'm already starting to see stuff. (laughs) I guess, oh man, I feel like... I don't think I'm inhaling it right. What am I doing wrong, Ryan? You gotta breathe deep. Mouth and nose at the same time. This is my first time. I don't want to. I don't want to act like I've I've had a lot of drug experience, but I'm not familiar. I've never heard anyone describe to me inhaling it from a brown paper bag. <laughs> well, you haven't lived. I've heard some. I've heard some drug stories, and that's a new one. To to yeah. each their own, you know. Everyone's All got right. their own their own vessel. Well, this is a new thing. So uh, introduce yourself, guys. Who else am I passing this brown bag to? Uh, I'm Cody, and I was peer pressured into huffing out of this weird brown bag that's the best kind of huffing i'm steven and i brought up the bag idea in the first place <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting into, i didn't realize steven. it was a real thing and i was just like we could inhale out of a bag and ryan was like yeah let's do it and he grabbed it and, man i'm not ready for this uh well nobody really is and neither are listeners i imagine because what we do here on disposable worlds is we solicit ideas off of the internet for crazy fantasy and sci-fi ideas and then we try to mash those up into coherent universes that sometimes make sense but most of the time they just kind of fall apart into a big uh, steaming mess once the bottom of the bag falls out and then we huff that mess, <laughs> we we huff that that mess, mess right off of a sewer grate yeah <laughs> so let's hop in and it looks like we've got a um so we kind of already did a um a holiday themed one last episode but it looks like that's still that's still on people's minds because uh a reddit user saint has uh, suggested that not only is santa claus real he's actually the president for life of a large northern totalitarian dictatorship well, we could just say that we're getting everyone ready for the next holiday season. Oh yeah, we're gonna get you prepped, uh, prepped up. And we're getting re- we're we're getting you prepped for Christmas twenty nineteen. Yeah, Christmas really, Christmas is year round. It's a it's an emotion. Yeah. It's a state of being. <laughs> yeah, it really uh, is. Yeah, just because you're done with Christmas doesn't mean Christmas is done with you. Especially if Santa Claus is the president. Santa Claus, President yeah. Santa Claus, and. I, I kind of feel like this one's a little bit close to my heart this season because um, we watched, um, as a family, we watched uh, The Polar Express about three times over the holiday season. Oh, good God. And uh, it really is, when they when they when that train pulls up into the North Pole, it really does seem like some sort of a communist hellscape, honestly. 
I mean, like that is like that is full on Total War production. Like that's. So were were you watching it because you're trying to enjoy a nice family friendly Christmas movie with your family, or were you watching it because your children are at the age where it's appropriate? <laughs> the, the first time, time to indoctrinate yeah. them into the, the communist mm-hmm. ideals. The first time, it was just as a wholesome family experience. Uh, parts two and three are because my children can't get enough of holiday movies, and that's just the way that children are. Is they want to watch the same did, thing over and did over. Did your again. did your young and, children start speaking? About about the benefits of Marxism, and yeah, well, like, they're not so much Marxists okay. as they are like Leninists, really. Uh, oh, like right, got, yeah, the totalitarian. Sorry, and actually, they're more Stalinists, so they're they're much more <laughs> on the uh, oh god uh, on the more equal than equal sort of a side. Everyone's equal, but some are more equal than others. It's quote unquote communism. Yes, yes, um, but it really did seem that way um, because. Like it, it seemed like those elves had got that one night off. It was like the one night that they got to party, and Elvin Aerosmith got to come and play for them and make music. And Santa's too busy doing his dirty. <laughs> the rest of the time, his dark business. Uh, but I can see that. I mean, because otherwise, how are you going to rope a bunch of elves? I mean, honestly, that's probably the only way you're going to do it. Is that you? There's no way out of the North Pole. I mean, like it's kind of like that Star Trek uh, Undiscovered Country prison planet. It's like, yeah, you can escape, but you're just going to die in the snow. So Yeah, the ridiculous thing about this suggestion is that that's basically, that really is basically just the idea of Santa Claus in the North Pole yeah. already, isn't it? He has a bunch of slaves. It is just slave labor. I mean, I've never seen any depiction of Christmas elves where, like, they're being compensated in any way except yeah. for candy, a warm shelter, like, yeah, candy, uh, shelter from the cold. And clothing. And one day off. And one day off. Where's the elf? The elf union. You know, like I want some elf labor party. Like let's get up in no, here. No, there is none. Man, Santa Claus is like he goes gangbusters on that stuff. Like he's a union breaker, like to the max. Like more than likely. Well, the thing is, like being an elf must require some serious technical skills if you think about it, because they're making all sorts of like toys and knickknacks, and in addition to that, like all sorts of pretty technologically advanced things. Like they're, they're having to recreate. Uh, iPads and Game Boys and what have you. Yeah, I mean, they are kind of like the Chinese knockoff uh, of everything. So human beings are down here, like, innovating and making new stuff, and then the elves are up there, like, reverse engineering it. They've got, like, elf sleeper cells stealing the blueprints for these things. I'm going to tell a story that's kind of funny, but it's true, and I feel a little bit bad about it. But, um, so my little boy Charlie is way into Legos, and he wanted lots of big Lego sets. And my wife found a knockoff, like, Chinese recast Lego set of, like, this really big set that would have been really expensive. And she ended up ordering it because it was, like, half the price or something like that. And we got it. And it's Minecraft-themed, except that they, like, it's, like, fake Chinese Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, called, like, My Me, my World or Me World or something like that. But, like, in Minecraft font. And the Legos are just, like, slightly shittier than regular legos are and they don't say lego on any of the lego pieces like they hurt your feet slightly more when you step on them yeah yeah they're sharper (laughs) yeah they're and some of them are kind of some of them like are kind of rough around the edges and charlie was like putting his thing together and he found a lego that was kind of fucked up from a a, like a miscasting he's like man the elves are not didn't really do a very good job this year on this Lego set. The elves were drinking on the job this time, man. <laughs> so he now fully... Could you leave a review for them this year? A Yelp uh, review? We might need to. 
But he fully thought that the elves were just like, had really kind of fucked up his present. Because we had to justify it. We were like, oh yeah, no, it doesn't come in a box like regular Legos do because the elves made it. And they don't, they don't make boxes. Yeah. Like, they just put it in Elves, bags. also known as Chinese labor. We pay pretty much the same. <laughs> it's the same deal. I feel kind of bad well, about it, but that's... Um... Well, the thing about like Santa Claus as this totalitarian dictator is like, what's he getting out of it? man what's his motivation uh dude he gets all the miscast legos that he wants he gets like all the knockoff iphones that's it that's his that's his compensation I mean, well i mean he also has like a whole harem of like uh of um <laughs> mis- of recast chinese sex dolls and stuff like that too so oh, okay he's i mean he's got all that thing that's he's, at least a little weird i'm curious like if he's president for life is this a santa claus that dies is are we just in the period of santa claus <laughs> Or I don't know. I mean, is president like? Are we also assuming that this is president for life of a man who can live for like five thousand years? I think that uh, we've established that the Santa Claus rules are in effect, um, according to last week's episode. So it's like whoever. Can well, what are you talking about? That dude. That world has been utterly obliterated. It, it has, but I like to do. Th- I do like to think that if you can kill Santa Claus, you can become Santa Claus. The Tim Allen, the Tim Allen Santa Claus rules are just always in effect. Oh, you think that that still definitely applies? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I want to think this for the sake of the elves. So like, that's the only way you can get out of being an elf is that if you can somehow take down the big man, you can turn into Santa Claus. So this is some sort of like Chronicles of Riddick society. Yeah, if you sit on the throne. Yeah, well, the the goal is to the goal is to get him to like slip on a train set and fall down the stairs. <laughs> and man, that Santa Claus! Have you seen him? He's not he's not coming back from that. I think the one difference between this movie and the Santa Claus is that you have to you have to there there can be no ambiguity about the fact that you took his life. You have to have his blood on your hands. Yeah, you killed him. And every and you have to have witnesses to that. And they and then you get to keep what you kill and you become the big man. More than likely that red suit is just like the skin of the previous Santa Claus. This is this is horrifying. <laughs> the inside out skin of the yeah, previous Santa Claus. Yeah. And so that's that's pretty much proof enough. So if you if you show up to work when you're wearing Santa Claus's skin uh, you grow into it, but everybody knows that that you did it. You know what? So I can see why Reagan was so opposed to communist dictators. The now. Santa meat suit is a terrifying image. Yeah, this, they're brutal, yeah. man. Uh, honestly, he was just mad that he never he never got the presents that he wanted. But Santa Claus is a just ruler to the human to the human world below. But he is a harsh dictator to the elven society for sure well as long as it doesn't really affect us no no. and i mean those elves used to be like tall beautiful galadriel-esque elves until santa claus got a hold of them now they're like malnourished twisted little creatures that are just nothing like they used to be little dobby that's what it is or is it that the elves are probably the kids who are truly bad that Santa takes away, he spirits them away to the North Pole, and then he gives them some sort of cosmetic Maybe. surgery to make them look like elves and stunt their growth. That It makes sense, but it just struck me that, honestly, the whole Santa Claus situation is really an alternate universe in which Sauron won the War of the Ring, and Santa is really just Sauron. He's up there making, forcing these elves to just make shit all the time. Well, I don't get it. Why is the rest of the world pretty well off, all things considered? I don't know, man. He's just got some... Sauron, that was his ultimate plan, is to become the Santa Claus? Uh, that was kind of his deal, though. He liked to give gifts to, like, wrap people around his <laughs> finger and stuff. So that's probably what it... 
is. I mean, he's just got human beings. Yeah. He's got a whole day where everyone is just like on their best behavior, trying to do what they think Santa Claus wants so that they get toys from him and stuff. So at the end of the big war, his orcs come up to him and they're just like, hey, Sauron, we won. <laughs> hey, Sauron. Um, what's, so what's next? What's next for us? Ho, ho, ho. No one ever thinks about what's next. No, no, I'm just putting that out there. It's possible. <laughs> Time to give gifts to the children. After thousand, after thousands of years of like harsh dictatorship of his own, he might get a little bit bored and been like, you know, I need a little bit more action in here. I'm just going to let people well, do Well, maybe he wakes up and he looks in the mirror one day. And he's like, who even am I anymore? <laughs> and then he decides, he decides, you know what? It's time to turn a new leaf. Yeah. I'm going to become, I'm going to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to need some help. Yeah. <laughs> so like a thousand years ago, it was Sauron, but long enough, enough time has passed that people have forgotten. Yeah. I mean, you either die Sauron or you live long enough to become Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, All right, let's throw another one in here and kind of see what shakes out. Um, Tosser's Delight uh, says, everyone either has has or is an evil twin. And then he also amended that to say, or a Danny DeVito twin, which I guess is neither good or evil (laughs) or both. I don't know. So everyone... That's That's hard to say. Yeah, everyone either has or is an evil twin. Steven, do you think you're the evil twin in your situation? You're the Um, good twin for sure. Well, the thing is, evil is yeah. a matter of perspective. It really, yeah, right. It truly is. So the evil twin would never actually probably think that they're the evil twin. They're they're just trying to do what they think is best. <laughs> so really, both twins are the good twin, and both twins maybe, from the perspective of the the other twin, is the evil twin. I do feel like the evil twin is the one that's constantly trying to undermine the other one. Because at some point, when you when you're twins. In this world, one of one of you gets the edge, and you're the better boy. You know, like you got the better grades. The favorite, yeah, the favorite, yeah, yeah. And so the other one is just going to become a twisted, like a, the twisted version that is only hell bent on bringing down the other one. So the evil twin isn't just like evil for evil's sake; it's evil specifically towards the good twin. I think Santa Claus might have something to do with this too, because if everybody has a twin, Santa Claus might be playing favorites here and just giving just warping this in a situation where he's giving one kid coal every year and the other one like nice presents he's got a naughty and nice list but it's literally just one twin is on the naughty and the other is on the nice list yeah like there's there's one entry per twin set maybe he's not even aware that this is happening all of a sudden there's twins happening all the time but his book is jacked up so he's still only getting one entry per birth so he's not aware that there's two kids. And so w- only one kid's getting a present every year. And the one that's the, the, the parents have to deem like is the nicer kid or the better boy or whatever is getting that present. And then the other one is just so, so angry and mis- maligned by that. So it's like some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, like they become evil because Santa Claus is he's, he's putting somebody on the shit list on maybe even unknowingly. Every year, somebody's on the shit list. Well, see, when you started this whole Santa Claus thing, I thought you were going to start talking about Santa Claus's twin, old St. Nicholas's twin. Oh, shit. That didn't even occur to me. There could be an evil Santa Claus. It's probably Fred Claus. Fred Claus. <laughs> the, the, I mean, is, is it like an egalitarian anarchy that is on the South Pole? Like, what is going on? You yeah, know? I think he's in the South Pole, but he's rewarding bad children. 
So, so is he in the South Pole though? Because like, if Santa Claus is the ruler of a totalitarian dictatorship that's let's say determined by pure blood, then the greatest threat to him is his twin. So he's gonna want to like make sure that 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 dude's not alive. Yeah, but he might have his own. I mean, like these two people are equal but opposite. Like, I mean, that's, well, I mean, oh, hold, hold on. Just because they're evil twins doesn't mean they're equal. That raises an interesting point, Cody. In that you can just kill your twin, and then there's only one of you. Yeah, that's true. You can always kill people. <laughs> you can always kill people, and then they just aren't there anymore. There's nothing in this world to just stop the evil twin from killing you, and then it's over. Well, do you do you think that Santa Claus would have an evil twin, or would he have a Danny DeVito? I think twin? he. I think this. Santa- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Santa Claus was the Danny DeVito twin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. He's the evil twin, but Danny DeVito twin's probably the 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 one. Mm. But Stephen's got a good point because depending on how evil these evil twins are, they probably have no compunction about murder. And as soon as soon as enough evil twins kill off their good counterpart, then it's this evil world. And everyone's evil, and no evil world jury is going to, like, convict an evil twin for killing their good counterpart. But every time that you have a um, another child born, though, it has a twin that is of opposite alignment. Does one child come out in, like, a dark film, and you're like, oh, that's the evil one? That's the, that's that's the, the bad, bad one. one. <laughs> no, it's, it's born out of the butt. I, was, I knew you were going to say that as soon as we talked about the method that this child used for its birth. Um, I, but okay, so once that once you've killed off all the good people, what is the most evil thing that you can do as an evil person when your child is born? It would be to kill the evil one and raise the the good one, just to throw off society. Like that would be probably the most evil thing you could do to your society is to throw a good person into the mix. So I feel like it would be I think I think the balance would be self perpetuating. Do you think that's that's a particularly evil thing to do? Yeah. Because yeah, you're because okay, so if everybody's evil, nobody's evil. If the ultimate goal of the evil twin is to kill off the good twin, like what does it even what does it even mean to be evil after that? I know. If everybody's evil, nobody's evil. So it's like it's all a matter of perspective. So evil world is actually really kind of like a perfect utopia. <laughs> it's it's a it's a dynamic struggle struggle between opposites. Just, just what if we live in evil world and our good twins have already been getting killed <laughs> and we just don't know about it I kind of feel like that might be our it world could be. i mean um, the only way that i feel like you could be asking that question of us if you steven have a lot of evil tendencies you know because i look inside myself and ask myself if i could murder a a, a good twin of mine and the answer is no but you looked inside of yourself and you're like yeah i probably could <laughs> You know, maybe, if I if I was the evil, evil twin, if I was the evil twin, and that was what I had to do to you know get into first place, I'd consider. But where it. Do, where does Danny DeVito fall on this spectrum? Can they be good or evil, or are they like how many neutral? Danny DeVitos out there are there? What are the odds of getting a Danny DeVito twin? <laughs> I hope it's alarmingly high. <laughs> I hope it's like fifty percent. <laughs> no, are those just immediately like crushed against? You know the rocks dropped off the cliff in Sparta. Well, that's what I wonder: is like, are they are, are they on the spectrum? Are they on the spectrum between good or evil, or are they like a third class? Like you know, like a are they like a special untouchable? It's a third class. I don't know because like if you consider like a Danny DeVito from like a uh, what you might call it, like a like a 
uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia like style character. He's not really evil, but he is very endearing. He's like endearingly horrible. So he could just be like a mixture, like a pure mixture of good and bad, so that neither side really wants to de- to destroy him. You know. Okay, so now the uh, getting a Danny DeVito. It can't always be boys, right? That's got to be a Danny. De- the, a Danny DeVito has to be a pretty gender neutral. Yeah, I mean, it could be a Danny with a D A N I or D A N I. Yeah, yeah, like Danny, that's Danielle. Like, that sounds pretty hot. <laughs> and it's always, I mean, like it's just, it it looks like the other twin mixed with Danny DeVito. So it's not like a pure Danny DeVito. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. It says specifically uh, Danny DeVito. It doesn't like, say some sort of concoction of Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's Danny DeVito. No, I feel like it's a that's like a classification of that type of twin. It's like you got a Danny DeVito style twin, which is like now what? Okay, now that we've established that there can be both male and female Danny DeVitos, can they breed? Mm-hmm. Uh, can Danny or is it like a mule? Is this a mule situation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I do um, think it is. I don't think that. I yeah. I hope because then, so. oh man, because that would get really weird. They're the work humans. <laughs> Put them in the movies. Because then, if if two Danny DeVitos had a Danny had twins, they would be Danny DeVitos. But then one of them could also be a double Danny DeVito. He's such which, a talent. I don't think we should have that many Dan- Danny DeVitos. I think he should be rare. So he's like the Dalai Lama, where like when he dies, he's like he... he's he's exactly the Dalai Lama. Only instead of in a world where the Dalai Lama is Santa Claus. <laughs> have either of you guys realized how much Danny DeVito is like Wario? <laughs> if there is ever a live action Wario movie, <laughs> I have been thinking this whole time. Like, okay, is the evil twin set Mario and Luigi, or is it Mario and Wario? <laughs> And clearly Wario is the it's Danny DeVito. I think it's definitely got to be Mario and Wario. Yeah, but Wario's also the Danny DeVito. Mm. Maybe it's Mar- the, Mario God. and Waluigi. And then... What, Mario and Waluigi, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Waluigi is a garbage man. He's <laughs> definitely the evil twin. So wait, hold on. If if Wario is and Waluigi are twins, Wario's the good twin between the two? <laughs> Yeah, that's where I get so confused because it's like <laughs> Mario and Luigi are brothers, but you know this is a complex weaving network. I never expected in my life to want to know more about the the Wario canon. Yeah, what is you know? what is the story there? <laughs> specifically? Specifically, Wario's family. Who are Wario's parents? And the only way that I want to learn about the Wario canon is by them releasing a live action Wario movie starring Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Wario is the best idea. Hollywood ever. needs to get on that because Danny DeVito is getting kind of old. But it could be like Old Man Logan, but with Wario. Yeah. Well, we'll have to like CGI old Danny DeVito or just like a clip, you know, cut out scenes from the Batman movie <laughs> where he's actually the penguin, but kind of like put him in Wario clothes. If we get if we get enough funding, if we somehow get can like kickstart and get enough funding to make this movie, I guarantee you. Danny DeVito would be on board. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money it would take to to pay Nintendo to let you shit all over their franchise like this? <laughs> do what? Do you think Nintendo would consider that shitting all over their franchise, <laughs> or do you think Nintendo would be on board? Do as you well? have any idea what Wario is? I look forward to seeing Danny DeVito eat a whole clove of garlic. But you know what? <laughs> that is that is just fucking canon. But Ryan, you actually bring up a pretty good point. Because if if Nintendo was on the Danny DeVito train, then Ryan Reynolds wouldn't be fucking De- Detective Pikachu. Oh, God, that's true. 
That's so true. Or maybe they didn't let Danny DeVito become Detective Pikachu because they don't want to confuse their audiences <laughs> when they see the live-action warrior <laughs> Once they release the live-action WarioWare movie. <laughs> yeah, they've already got this in the, the works. Because the kids will see that movie and they'll be like, is that Pikachu? What's going on? Yeah, no, they've already got this. <laughs> but also, Why? kids would probably never see that movie because it's going to be rated R. A yellow, ugly man who's always, like, showing his dick and farting on things. <laughs> Getting pass out drunk. He fucks. That dude fucks. <laughs> he, he does. All right, well, let's try to distract ourselves from this nightmare that we've got moving. Um, and This is my favorite part of the show we've ever done, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about, Ryan? This is the best. <laughs> let's, throw in, let's throw in another idea here. So, um, so another topical holiday-spirited um, uh, comment here is from Starbeard Boy. Uh, he says, or she says, the government has a rigid New Year's resolution program. So, sounds like you've got to adopt a New Year's resolution and stick to it, otherwise there are... you got to, like, sign up every, at the beginning of the year, but, like, this is my resolution. That's a lot of processing, though. Like, does everybody get a custom resolution, or are there just, like, 10 or 30 different, like, standard ones? Oh, fuck. If your resolutions are assigned to you, oh, that would God. be the worst. Yeah, like, just randomly given to you or dictated by they the probably government. They probably audit you uh, at the end of the year based off of your previous resolution or at least your previously assigned resolution. Or maybe everyone has the same resolution every year. Oh, okay, like a, a nationwide resolution. It could be that they either have the same resolution every year or that... Like, depending on your age, you get a different set of resolutions. Like, you're 21 now, so these are your resolutions based off of your intelligence, uh, physical capabilities, <laughs> and position and status in society. I like to think that they're just, like, arbitrarily assigned based on the needs of the government. So, like, you open up your, like, your resolutions packet, yeah. and it's like, oh, shit, I have to mine 5,000 pounds of, of copper this year. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, but also it swings wildly from yeah, from like year to year and administration to administration. Yeah, you don't know. Like you might be in a coal mine for six months just trying to get your quota down because the government needs that much more like manpower in in clean coal or whatever. It's like, oh fuck, I gotta build twenty five wind turbines in Texas for my New Year's resolution. Do you think the government would have people building wind turbines? I don't know. I mean, like, We'd all be in the coal mines. We'd all be... Not this government. We'd all be fracking. We'd be in the this coal mines. This is probably the way that um, Santa Claus doles out his shit, though. Like, New Year's Day is when you get your resolution from Santa Claus. It's like, oh, fuck, I gotta build 30,000 iPods this year. Oh, wait, but a resolution and, like, a job are two different things. I mean, from the government, I don't think that they are. I think I think so. I think we can make that distinction because the government can just assign people jobs. If that were the case, it would just be a world where the government assigns you a job for a year. But this is a New Year's resolution. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> but it still it still becomes a job because if the, your New Year's resolution is oh I need to lose twenty pounds, it's still like it's it's not like that's what that's probably more likely what it is instead of like then sending you to the coal mines. It's like hey chunky. <laughs> <laughs> but that still benefits them probably like if it's because you're overweight it's like yeah you're a health risk factor and medicaid is not going to be paying for this well shit. it's maybe it's not even the health risk factor it's just like hey man we build the public transit here and our seats are only so big <laughs> you gotta lose 20 pounds stat. But still that does benefit the government so i think that's like one step away for them to just be for, for them to just be then like okay well if we're gonna go that far like you need to go uh, negotiate a trade agreement with fucking China. Get on it. No, I, I like it being far more personal. <laughs> you need to make up with your with your children this year. Yeah, exactly. You do not spend enough time with your dog. We've been we've been watching you. 
<laughs> you're right government we, you got we audited, me there we audited you and we determined that your dog isn't your dog's happiness levels could be vastly improved your dog could be much your alexa happier. has informed us that you have scolded your dog too many times this year when, <laughs> at the year end audit it's like you've done a good job bill you've increased your dog's happiness quotient by three percent year over year <laughs> yes. that's a successful resolution your dog pooped in the house but it was your fault yeah. I know. And you could probably even volunteer resolutions for yourself and the government will hold you accountable. What are the punishments though? Like if you don't if you don't get your New Year's resolution. Well, it probably depends on like the the uh the importance of the resolution. Is it like jail time? Yeah, severity. It you probably know. is jail time, honestly, or some sort of fine. Misdemeanors to jail time. Community service. Like it's 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 a bullshit system because rich people don't have to like do their resolutions at all. Yeah, they can pay for it. But what could you be sent to the chair for? Like, what would be, like, a resolution that you didn't finish, and then you just get sent to death row? All right, Ryan, your resolution this year was not to kill anyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You held out for a while. You did a pretty good job. Got me there. Some killing sprees lately. But uh, you had had one or two minor snafus. You got all the way to Thanksgiving. Uh, So this next year, let's let's maybe work on reducing it down to maybe just one or two murders. Yeah, let's just not kill your twin this year. Let's see if we can... Just just go one more year without killing your good twin. He's doing a lot of good work. He's working he's gonna be working a lot more with this puppy this year. And you know Well maybe that's why they implemented the the resolution program is because it, it's to keep people on the straight and narrow. To incentivize the evil twins. Yeah. They they find all the good twins have actual <laughs> resolutions and all the evil twins just have resolutions that are don't kill your good twin. And the evil twins are always <laughs> trying to fuck with the good twins and accomplishing the resolutions. Mm. Like, don't, okay, (laughs) Jacob, you're going to have to drop about 20 pounds, and the bad twins are always tempting them with, you know, tasty dishes. Yeah, the bad twins like, oh, my New Year's resolution is to learn how to cook this year. How would you like this quiche that's made out of mostly oil? So what happens to evil twins, though, when their good twins die of natural causes? Like They're still the prime suspect. Yeah, but what if it's like, what if they're like off the hook, scot-free? Like, what is their life like after that? Are they just out there doing evil in the world? It's probably pretty depressing. It's like a it's like a dog chasing cars, you know? You finally catch it. You just don't know what to do. Like, as the evil twin, I'm sure you... It's probably like a James Bond villain scenario. You know those James Bond villains could definitely kill James Bond any chance they... Like, whenever they wanted oh, to, yeah. basically. But they like, they like the game. They like the chase. That's why they tell him their plans. That's why they leave him ways that he can escape. That's why they, they don't take his shoes that they know have lasers in the soles. <laughs> it's the same sort of deal. You probably can like destroy, eliminate your good twin whenever you want. But then where would you be? It's like a it's like an older comedian, you know? An older comedian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's the point? Just, yeah, what's the point? They just they, like no one can connect with their humor anymore. They've tried serious acting and it didn't really work, yeah. so now they're just kind of depressed. They're rich enough that they don't understand like the, the working man's problem anymore. It, exactly. I think the perfect image of an evil twin who's accomplished his, or who's managed to successfully kill his good twin is Adam Sandler. <laughs> just not relevant at all anymore. Doesn't even know what to do with himself anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. No amount of Netflix deals is going to save that guy. Turns out that's what Jack and Jill actually was. was just an elaborate ploy to disguise the fact that Adam Sandler had killed his twin. What's Jack and Jill? <laughs> Have you not? Oh, man. It's the worst thing ever made. Uh, by him. Uh, but also, it could be, his career could be actually 
that because he would go through a period where he would make like a, a decent movie like uh, Big Daddy or whatever and then immediately follow it up with like a bunch of garbage. So I wonder if his the good twin was making the funny ones and then the bad twin would go right out and get cast in like a dog shit movie immediately afterwards. Oh, you think there's you think there's two Adam Sandlers? There could I mean in this world that would make sense. Like there's the evil Adam Sandler who's just tanking his So there's t- the good Adam Sandler who has done a great job of acting and he has successfully built a a, a a solid reputation in the world of acting and comedy. Yeah, he did that he did that one movie by the guy who directed Magnolia where he was like a, it was like a serious role or whatever. That was the good Adam Sandler. Although the good Adam Sandler was definitely uh, freaking Waterboy, man. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Waterboy, a classic that upholds the test of time. I guess his Netflix career does like justify, like, yeah, the good Adam Sandler has been murdered, and it's just been nothing but evil Adam Sandler making Netflix movies. Exactly. The evil Adam Sandler waited for good Adam Sandler to establish himself as a respected figure in Hollywood before coming and taking over. And now he's just depressed, and that's very apparent in his acting. Uh, let, let's throw another idea in here and just see if any of this starts to work. Because I'm, I'm interested how this mechanic would work between uh, good twin, uh, bad twin. Um, so user Spiral Dawn says, There are psychics who can read anyone's mind, but while they're doing so, the persons whose mind that they're reading can also read theirs. Oh, so it's like opening a door. You can... Yeah, it's like opening yeah. a two-way channel between people. Um, which could get really awkward, honestly, especially if you don't realize that it's happening. It might take you a couple of years, honestly, to realize that that's actually happening. I mean, if you're the psychic and you know that this happens, you probably have some countermeasures, honestly. Dude, I would, I would just wait for songs like Yakety Sax to get stuck in my head, (laughs) and then I would, like, open up the door to people all the time. Exactly. (laughs) They have, they have, like, terrible and cruel and diabolical methods like that. They use on people, or maybe they develop some sort of psychic shriek that they think mentally when they enter your mind. So all you hear is just like, like a mind-shattering, piercing shriek or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that weaponizes weaponizes it. But like, I I, honestly, I don't think I ever would have like thought of that because I I feel like the whole reason to have psychic mind reading is just to listen to what people are saying, not to just like blast them with like. (laughs) <laughs> telekinetic shrieking or something like well, that. Well, the thing is like if you are the psychic, you are you are probably more you are definitely more experienced in reading people's minds because that's an ability that you have. So as a person who's having their mind read, you're not accustomed to this. You're not ready for it. Unless unless it's kind of like inception and someone trains you, some psychic trains you to build your defenses. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty interesting idea actually. You got to build up your your no mind technique, where you just utter, you're utterly silent. Yeah. So as soon as you feel your mind being penetrated, you can penetrate them back. You can clench your anal sphincter, your your psychic sphincter. <laughs> you can activate your yakety sacks. <laughs> you turn around with the bonanza theme song, and that that takes them just completely left of center. Uh, that's pretty. That is pretty interesting. Um. What would you use your mind-reading powers for, Ryan, in an ideal world where they can't read your mind back? I, in an ideal world, world where they can't read my mind back? Honestly, it would probably... I think we're all thinking of Mel Gibson's What Women Want. I would, well, that would probably be... I mean, it would be hard not to do that, uh, but I feel like that, that would... I'd feel pretty dirty pretty quick about that. Honestly, I would probably oh, just yeah. go win a lot of poker money. Uh, probably be where I go with that. Oh, so in that in, like in that situation, you have to like 
really think about the wrong hand when you open your mind up to them. Yeah, you gotta be like, oh shit, I really fucked up with this hand. I've got two ones. Is that even possible? I didn't know that they printed ones on poker <laughs> I've got, cards. I've got the one card. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my ones over here. I've got an 11. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> just doesn't, doesn't work. This is a go fish card um, that was accidentally dealt into the deck. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do? I hope no one knows. I've got an ace and an old maid. I'll just I'll just bet all my money and fold at the end. That'd be the best way out of this situation. But they wouldn't know that you're cheating unless maybe in your mind you could do like an accent so you can throw them off the scent. So if you're playing with an Australian or something and you go into like uh, I don't know some some Minnesotan's mind, you do an Australian accent in your mind so they think it's the other guy. <laughs> Well, so I'm wondering is like, I'm not sure that this is like everybody. I'm not sure this is super commonplace. It seems like it says that there are psychics, but I don't know that this is like so ubiquitous that like you know, to, like you, you know when it's happening. It's yeah, like, it would oh. probably be a weird sensation. You wouldn't even realize you're reading someone else's thoughts. You would probably just think it's your own mind. Yeah, you've just got weird shit flooding into your brain, almost like a schizophrenic sort of a episode or something like you that. You could actually use this to your advantage too—the fact that they can read your mind, because then you can like send them messages, <laughs> make them really question their sexuality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like at That's... a poker game, just like, oh heck. I do have a question yeah. though. <laughs> What's that? Can dogs read your mind? <laughs> uh, are, are you wondering if there are psychic dogs like this? No, I'm wondering psychic. if you if you're a psychic and you read a dog's mind, if they can read your mind back. Oh God, that would be like drinking through a fire hose. I would imagine <laughs> for the dog. Do you think? I mean, I I don't want to make any assumptions about like you know like the the level like not that we're like superior beings, but we obviously do think in a drastically different like manner. Yeah, but maybe it's just like the way that they access like the parts of their mind like functions differently maybe it's like more efficient or whatever so maybe they'd be like really weirdly mm. good at getting up in our minds so as soon as that door is open they don't <laughs> allow it to close yeah they can just sniff out the core of it <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. all, all you can think about is smell like smell thoughts and butt smells or on stuff. the flip side if you if a dog can read your mind and you can send it thoughts i wonder if it can like uh just decipher the thoughts yeah, that's kind of what I wonder. It's like, how would they interpret it? Like, they almost don't have a frame of reference because they don't know the language. But, like, maybe you can send them images or ideas? Yeah, I mean, dogs dogs can learn our commands now. Yeah, because anyway, it's, not, so. it's not literally English or whatever language. It could be something more complex. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, like like you said, like a series of, like, visual images. You could... Der- <laughs> you could teach a dog to make you dinner, like, very well. <laughs> yeah. Like... Very, very. I mean, well. this would be a great way to get on the dog road show or 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 dog shows. Oh yeah, seriously, you could freaking own the dog road show. You would dominate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think you could learn from a dog? Also, how to be like real alpha, like a real probably. Primal. You just find the biggest butchest dog you can. You get up in his mind. <laughs> you pick it apart. Teach me. What do you know that I don't? Lessons from a dog. How- <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of good possibilities here. Do you think Santa Claus is psychic? Santa Claus is definitely at least Wario, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> the very least. Uh, I don't think he can have everything though. Um, he probably can't be psychic too, unless maybe that's how he became Santa Claus. Because it's like rare enough to be a Danny DeVito, and it's pretty rare to be a psychic, and it's definitely rare to be Wario, and he's got all three. 
Do you think that the mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is actually made by having an evil psychic twin who keeps the channel on long enough to where... Oh, who accidentally opens the channel in the womb. Yeah, and so, like, the Danny DeVitos become, like, a, a man, like a, an amalgam. Because Danny DeVito is, like, like I said, he's, like, endearingly horrible. So, like, if they open that channel too long and too early, the evil one just kind of gets enough, like, he's evil, but he's got enough, like, good in him from not being able to differentiate himself between the uh, the good twin, that he just becomes a Danny DeVito. I see. It could be that, like, some evil twins in the womb who are psychic just instinctually open up the channel to the other side. <laughs> and, you know, what's on the other side? Danny, Danny, <laughs> Danny DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> so actually all the Danny DeVitos out there in this world... Are just it's just the mind of the one Danny DeVito, the hive, the hive mind of Danny DeVito, <laughs> the world mind. I do think that having the psychic power, like there would be like a definitely a weird like feedback situation, like in certain circumstances, especially if the other person isn't aware of what you're doing. Like you could like insidiously, like totally like. M- uh, like not really mind meld, but I guess like influence somebody's personality over like the course of years or something oh, like that. Absolutely, especially if you're an evil twin mm-hmm. and you're growing up with your 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 brother or sister, and you just keep sending like weird thoughts into their minds, like mm-hmm. a weird voice telling them to do things or whatever. Yeah, that's that's the long con for sure. You're sending those thoughts, and you're instantly knowing what they're thinking about those thoughts too, so you can like adjust accordingly. Yeah, so you know if your plan is working. And then they'd know that you know their plan's working. <laughs> and they can't, but they can't do anything about it. The question is, like, when they read your mind, like, what part of... Do they read your immediate surface-level thoughts? Or can you, when you open that, that pathway between the two of you, can you, like, strand them in some weird corner of your mind? <laughs> like, lock their psyche away or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. So they can't access your psyche. No, I don't know about that. I mean, I think it's like a broadcast where it's like you can push you can push your thoughts in and then their thoughts come back uh, like kind of like a walkie-talkie sort of a thing that's always on in both directions or something. But like you can't like, I don't think you can like isolate them away. I mean, I'm sure you could traumatize them enough to where like they go into like a, have like a psychic, psychotic break or something like that. Yeah, your safest bet would probably be, would probably be to keep it on for as little time as possible. So maybe just turn it on mm-hmm. for a second and say, kill. Yeah. So before they even realize kill. that like, you're... Murder. That they're hearing or reading your thoughts. It's get in, get out. Stealth mode. I would just make like duck sounds. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, is there a duck here? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Your duck sounds pretty good, Steven. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> You could really, I'm just, you could really fuck up somebody's life. If you could, okay, so one of the worst things you could do is, like, shit on the carpet, right? <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> Here we go. All right, that's true. And then wait, like, wait, you know, like, hide in the bushes outside looking through the window. And then when your good twin comes along and sees the shit, as soon as you see the disgusted reaction on their face... You just think about hard dick and send it right into their brain. 
and then keep doing that over oh, and over God. again so that now they have this connection with taking <laughs> with dumps on the ground and big <laughs> hard dicks and they can't stop and all of a sudden after six months of this shit they are full fully blown insane and probably sh- like into shit porn and like they're on craigslist looking for it and stuff god so. that has got to be the worst most disturbing section of disposable worlds i've heard yet i'm just yeah. saying like they, <laughs> if i was an evil twin that's probably ryan really he really <laughs> stretched himself there to connect his two favorite things dicks and poop and Hey. He did it. He succeeded. He managed to get these two ideas yeah. united. Well, if there was anyone who could unite him, it was Ryan. I'm just, I, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. That's that came from the heart because if I was an evil twin, that's, we know, that's, we know, that's what it would be all about. Um. All right. So on a lighter note, our last idea is from a human rocket who says all work is just Tetris. Oh, yeah, that's not so bad. So does that mean for the elves building toys? Building, <laughs> <laughs> they're just putting little blocks together. Well, that's not bad at all. I mean, maybe that sounds like a perfect communist society to me. Everyone's got the same job. Tetris was designed by a Russian. That's so. true, and so was communism. Yeah, because you think about it, Santa delivering presents, yeah. he's just dropping Tetris blocks down. You gotta, you gotta be able to store those blocks very efficiently. <sighs> I guess, I mean, you could build buildings and shit that way. I mean, like, it gets kind of scary because, I mean, in Tetris, it gets harder as you go along and the blocks come faster Things and faster. Just keep getting, yeah, they keep getting faster. You get that you get that Z block. Well, the scariest part is that as soon as you get a, a full row, it clears. <laughs> it does. It clears and then it's... You've got to leave gaps. You've got to leave gaps. You know, you got you got to leave those holes. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where the people you get live. Those are the doors and windows. They live in the spaces. Well, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about, yeah. like... I'm a, I'm a designer I, and I I'm an illustrator. So when I create art, I'm gonna do I just build from the bottom up. You have to. You're like a fax like machine. Like pixel, pixel by pixel, but I, I I gotta leave gaps basically. All work is just Tetris, so you're gonna have yeah, to. or else it'll yeah it'll get destroyed otherwise. <laughs> the sheet will come down and wipe away all your work. We're not entirely sure why. And can it happen with everything? <laughs> like everything that you put, as soon as you put enough of one thing in a row, it's obliterated. Like people. People, people form like a Congo line, and they just clear. <laughs> just, just obliterated. Well, there's, a di- <laughs> there's a difference between work and play, though. So it's like if you're working, it's just Tetris. But otherwise, it's just whatever it would have been normally. That's a good point. But, I mean, do, do would working mechan- my question is, do working the work mechanics apply to the, the play world? Because it's not like as soon as you exit the, the office, it's like, well, Tetris powers are off doesn't work anymore it sounds to me like the only viable the only thing that like gets work done is tetris like there's something happening to where like you have to assemble blocks like specifically tetraminos yeah for for pay like that's that's the only way that people are getting paid and maybe it is that like there are literally blocks falling out of the sky and so you have to put in your eight hours of like assembling those blocks into shape so that they (laughs) so that they disappear what about the oldest profession uh prostitution i guess (laughs) it's pretty Uh, much just tetris i mean that is i mean it's like i guess you're I guess you. I don't know. Honestly, you're just putting putting blocks into gaps and oh, stuff. God. I guess. I yeah. Know. Really. What is what is human life if not just fitting things into holes? <laughs> yep. Work really is just Tetris. <laughs> it's all just Tetris. Tetris all the way down. My question is, 
I know when you play like multiplayer, player versus player Tetris, if you clear a row, it goes to the other person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all part of the war effort. Like we have to send our rows over to Russia and they're sending our, theirs back over to us. And Canada helps out sometimes. We've always been playing Tetris against East Asia. Mm-hmm. It just has never stopped. They have the manpower. They have so many people there putting blocks into lines and stuff. But There's there's no way. America could not yeah, keep up. No, not in their lives. We have to cheat. How do you cheat at Tetris? Cheat codes. Yeah. Or the difficulty gets put down so our blocks come down slower than theirs. Yeah, you slow it down so you get the time to think about stuff. Yeah, but they have so many people working so much faster than. We don't stand a fucking chance. Our Tetraminos will block out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, shit well i don't really understand how this relates to santa claus and danny devito at all honestly <laughs> yeah this kind of this throws a monkey wrench in the whole or whole thing mm-hmm. we kind of we had a pretty perfect world there for a while with psychic danny devito wario santa claus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, psychic psychic danny devito wario santa claus yeah. <laughs> and the the government's resolution program. Yeah. Maybe it's not that you clear uh, something. Maybe it's like when you put all the Tetris pieces in the right order, like it, like it just it pops and turns into exactly what you need. So as the elves, it's kind of like building Lego. Oh, so as the yeah. elves build like with mm-hmm. the little bricks, um, like a pair of N- Nike Jordans. As soon as you actually build the mm-hmm. perfect shape of the Jordans, it's it just turns into the Jordans yeah. all of a sudden. So in that way, they don't need to literally know how to design circuit boards. They just kind of <laughs> like sticking material together and then poof, it's an Exactly. Ride, you yeah, know? poof, there you go. Yeah, kind of like the master builder Lego effect or whatever. He just like plopping things together and all of a sudden it works. I'll buy that anyway. I don't know. That kind of fits. That kind of works. It's as reasonable as anything. Like a brick in a gap. <laughs> like a perfect L block to fall into the big hole that you've built for a Tetris. Like an L block in an L-shaped L block hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I buy it. I mean, I buy everything about this world. This world actually makes way more sense than my world does at this point. So um, I'd say that's that's a world. That's a world. That's the world. That's, there she blows. All right. Toss it. That one's dead. It's gone. Disposed of. I was hoping they hold on to that one, but whatever. Well, thank you, everybody who submitted ideas. Um, we can't do it without your submissions. So thank you so much for uh, your submissions. Saint, Tosser's Delight, Spiral Dawn, Starbeard Boy, Human Rocket. Um, submit ideas at our subreddit Subreddit on Reddit. It is Disposable Worlds. Um, and catch us online at radbotproductions.com where you can see the other projects that we're working on and listen to previous episodes of this show and the other shows that we do. Do it. Oh, also, thank you to everyone from Belafonte for the use of our theme song. It's called Bastion. It's from their EP primary. And until next time, this has been Disposable Worlds. <laughs> <laughs>